Welcome to episode 163 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. The man that said Bill Laurie modeled his game on. Welcome, David. Yeah. <laughs> Not harsh at all. Uh, <laughs> probably he batted too quick for me. <laughs> Uh, next up is the man from the wrong side of the shaking tree. Come good. Welcome, Alex. Yep. Literally come good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. What's Ross got? <laughs> and lastly, our resident cutting running guru. Welcome, Ross. Hey. Back Thank to you, the Mick. Good to be here. <laughs> yes, it's been a great day. What a great day it is. December the 8th. Mark it down your calendar. All right. So welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold, Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we'll kick off with Ashes Cricket. Before we talk about today, let's quickly touch on the fifth test of the Ashes, which is now being officially taken off Perth, thanks to Kim Jong-McGowan's refusal to let the players come in without quarantining for 14 days. He basically tried to call CA's bluff and CA went, up your ass, cunt. We'll fucking take it somewhere else. <laughs> now, Mick, this is very interesting. This story has developed over time because they were never going to be able to do 14 days quarantine. The schedule was playing Sydney till the 11th or 10th or something and then start the Sydney test four days later. Um, I don't get it because um, it's a, a weird one. The... Um, the Tourism minister or something from WA is uh, right off his rocker because he suggested he, like, that he's, he's a sports minister. Oh, a sports minister, yeah, yeah okay. Um, he suggested that they move the Adelaide test. This was like two days ago. Yes, Adelaide crazy. tests in about nine days' time because <laughs> there's no COVID in Queensland. Then the players have your right to come over to Perth straight from it. You didn't think you didn't think to put this in when Cricket Australia were putting the schedule together 18 months ago, mate. Like. Oh, jeez. Yes. I don't know. I, I assume, assumed that Kim Jong-McGowan and everyone else at WA advising on health policy was thinking that this thing would be, you know, high vax numbers that will blow across and we'll be able to hit our targets to whatever their targets were to not have that 14-day quarantine, but I don't think that's going to be hit. So I think that's probably why it's simmered along a little bit, like they were waiting for the numbers to be correct, and they weren't. So uh, You think it's their own tardiness? Away, but... oh, this is classic, Alex, as you would know. Don't reward the tardy. So the people of no. WA, you've been tardy. You're not going to get an ashes test. As we all know, rewarding the tardies. It's sacros- a big no-no. It's sacrosanct. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not sacrosanct. It's no, a reverse it's not, of sacros- not rewarding the tardy is sacrosanct. It's sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. Yes. yes. And I heard today, Mick, this is McGowan again, today on radio, after they've lost it, he said, oh, we've handled this quarantine situation for two years with the AFL and the NBL being able to play games in Perth. It's like, yeah, so what's changed? With yeah. the, the, they can't do 14 days. It's nonsense because of the schedule. AFL players didn't do 14 days because of their schedule. They used to come over for the week before and do a week there yeah. and play at the ground, sit in their hotel for a week. It's the it's the English players, and I do actually think it's fair enough now because we've come so far with the pandemic, that they don't want to sit in the hotel for the three days before the test it, apparently. Yeah. and the five days of the test. It's eight days in total. 
And that's fair enough because Cricket Australia said, well, they made a deal with them. They gave them the Christmas piss up in the Yarra Valley with no, <laughs> no quarantining in, in another state. So McGowan's talking shit. It's um, the sports minister's talking shit about changing the Adelaide test. Uh, it's, yeah. the, it's the tardy. They're not being rewarded, which is it's great. I'm all for it. Don't just reward broke the with power, Ross. I think don't they have like a 99% majority yeah, Labor government. Um, yeah. I think it, the only difference is, Ross, is the English <laughs> players. So the Bath Dodgers, they're a bit worried about the Bath Dodgers. Going, oh, they're unclean. They're from England. We have to give them 14 <laughs> days. Yeah, well, was uh, Aussies, you're all right. Just come straight, straight in. But hmm. the other part of that with the whole coming straight in thing and going, oh, you can come from Brisbane to WA, they also wanted the guys in Brisbane to be in a bubble and not going to restaurants and not going out and not doing any of that stuff. So it wasn't like they were just going to say, yeah, you can come straight over. It's like, no, no, but while you're in Brisbane also, you can't get <laughs> as well. So basically the English players, like Ross said, fair enough, just went, no. And Cricket Australia went, no, fuck off. And now we're either going to get a second MCG test, a second MCG test, or possibly a Tasmanian test. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Me personally, like, I'd love to see a second MCG, and I think that's the way they'll go just for the dollar value of getting the biggest crowds to make up for the dollar. (laughs) But personally, personally, I love the idea of having the final Ashes test in Hobart, which could have been Tim Payne's swan song as oh, captain yes. and as a test player, and now because he can't keep his dick in his pants, he doesn't get to play in it. Yes, Al. Yeah, it it could have be... been his swan song, but he got his long song out. So. <laughs> you know what, but That's your best time up, ever. I managed to see an uncensored photo of it, and I'd be taking, I'd be taking a lot of photos of mine as well if it was fucking like that too. But... <laughs> Jesus. Hang on, you can't just let that one slide. You managed yeah, to see I'm it surprised, I'm surprised he can crouch behind the stumps to keep. Like, fucking Jesus. Does he get custom-made cups, do you reckon? <laughs> it's like having a kickstand, mate. That's why, can, that's why he can feel for so long. Bloody Come on hell. down the uh, Willem Dafoe path, has he? <laughs> he gets an abdominal and the thorax guard. <laughs> uh, that's your best pun ever, Alex. That was good. The thorax one? Tough? I thought it was a good insect joke. I reckon we stopped the recording now. Yeah, it's peaks. This is must have taken 162 episodes and you said something funny. That's good. And was it off the cuff or pre-planned? Off the cuff. Off that's the why cuff, I was waving my hands. Wildly uh, trying to get attention for all of you people. Bit of, bit of break in the Australia, though. They must just be like high five on each other. Think, oh, okay, we've got to give person dollars for stooging them, but it's their own, don't reward the tardy, so it's their own fault. But then they'll be thinking, oh, we saved a million by not having shitty Afghanistan test in Hobart in November. Now we're going to get a day-night test. They must just about be weak at the knees, <laughs> just about falling over themselves. Going, how much money are we going to make out of a day-night test in the middle of January at the MCG? We'll sell the tickets for one point one five times what they're worth because we just can. Because so everyone will be falling over themselves to get. They'll just be thinking money, 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 money. Perth should get fuck mm. all. They couldn't. They couldn't uphold their end of the bargain by starting a test on the time when it was meant to start. So, therefore, you don't fucking get anything. What do you reckon? Do you think they'll get the one day on the 29th of January? Oh, have it. Whatever. They can have all the one day. Yeah, who gives a shit? 
<laughs> but all the players have to do 14 days quarantine. For a one one day. I want that. Just have the last one day so the palms can fly out from there. Closer. Uh, the, palms aren't come, the palms are only playing five test matches and they're going home. Crazy. I'm curious if it's in fucking Tassie. Had to five hours to their journey. <laughs> oh, mate, there will be a lengthy stop over at Avalon, probably. If Pops <laughs> uh, but then again, the the great you know day night test at the MCG. People forget that usually by day three, not so much Ashes tests, but by day three oh, of the day test, yeah, there's there's thirty thousand there. Yeah, but not even so 30,000 is still a lot more than the 11,000 that confetti Blundstone but so. That is true. I went to day three of the Ashes. Um, yeah, the, the last two, actually, I've been to the day three of the Ashes, the MCG, and there's been a lot more than 30,000 there yeah, because well, the Ashes. Oh yeah, I went, to a, I went to not the last one, the one before day three, and I was still up the fucking back somewhere. Yeah, 80,000, that one, 2013, 14, I think. Yeah. 2017, 18, there was 60-odd uh, thousand, so yeah. Alrighty. Well, speaking speaking of Ashes Test, we'll talk about the first test, which kicked off today at the Gabba. So, um, so let's get this bit out of the way. First things first. Um, England decided that they didn't need about eleven hundred test wickets worth of experience (laughs) and rested Jimmy Anderson and made Stuart Broad twelfth man. So there goes our theory that they were going to be just basically interchangeable players for the rest of their. Careers until one fell over and died, but weird stuff. How would you be if you were Stu Broad and they gave you the fucking drink bottle? You just go up your ass and go in the back of the change room, and you're like bloody hell. I think so. And look at the pitch, Mick. It's green oh. and the Australian fast bowlers. And what's he got? What's he got? Like I know he hasn't been super successful in Australia, but. Um, you know, we've got Ollie Robinson, Chris Wokes, and um, some other jipper bowling. It's like there's no wood. striking wood. wood. Yeah. Oh, wood, the idiot. Oh, yeah. Stokes, don't forget Stokes. Uh, Stokes. Yeah, it allows them to pick Jack Leach. Yes. Uh, why would you pick five seamers anyway? I don't I don't agree with that, that it came down to between Stu and um, Jack Leach. You play a spin, of course you're going to play a spinner. Yeah. Like, even if he's shit, he's the best spinner you've got. It's fine. Yeah, they they pick Robinson or Wokes over Anderson. And yeah, Robinson. Yeah. I just like, yeah, Wood, I understand. Wood's fast. Wokes, yeah, Wokes is pretty I good. I think Wokes has been in great form. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but in English conditions and yeah. stuff, whatever. He but he's been in good form with the bat and the, and the ball. Yeah. So I, I've yeah, picked I him. I understand Wood and, Wood and Wokes, but yeah. Ollie Robinson, I'm just like, oh, and instead of Stu, I just think, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Might have pulled the wrong yeah. rein there. And I like you, Mick. I thought, yeah, it's one or the other. They just keep them fresh. Jimmy Anderson and Stu Broad, two, uh, two tests, two or three tests each. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and- I read something today. It might have been, I can't, I can't remember what I'm saying who it was from. It was either Heels or maybe Chapali or someone that says, you don't start planning to win test two, three, and four. You got to play yeah. and win test yeah. one. That's got to be your advantage because that's because yeah. all they're talking about is like oh, these guys are gonna play the day night test. These guys are gonna play the day night test. It's like mm. yeah, but if one nil down, like if you one nil down and then like it does, like it might not matter by then. You might have fucked it all up. Like, Playing catch up quicker, yeah. uh, well, but then exactly again, right. in, in in the selectors' defence, I do remember getting stuck into Broad and Anderson for bowling one twenty k an hour powder puffs to us. The last tour by about this, the third test in Perth, they were just bowling just medium pace dross at us. And it was so, at the Adelaide test day nighter where the two of them 
got fired up in a night session and nearly swung the game England's way. So, like, I, I, well, one of the things is if you're going to put them in the squad, you've got to play them, don't you? What's the point? Oh, you know, like, I don't know if I would have brought both of them even because just remembering back to 2017, 18, when they were um, four years younger and they just bowled medium pace, nothings. Yes, Stu Broad coming off a calf injury as well. Um, obviously, not going to be at full flight. Mm. Um, so you're saying that look, by Test three last series they were here, they were bowling as fast as Ollie Robinson can bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, probably, but we, we were giving <laughs> shit for bowling one twenty k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothings. Yeah. But then what would we know? I don't know. Absolutely, fuck all. So. Oh. Um, after they selected that side and left out that 1,100 wickets, they then had the toss. And Joe Root looked at that lovely green pitch at the Gabber and said, you know what I'd like to fucking do? Bat on that one. And they had a fucking bat. So um, in the words of the great knight at the end of Last of the Crusade, Indiana Jones, they chose poorly. So they got they will get rolled for 147. The clip that's done the rounds as a great big, Fuck you to Shane Warne, which a lot of people got a great deal of pleasure out of, was Mitch Stark swinging one in, bowling Rory Burns around his legs. First pill of the entire fucking summer, Golden Blob Rory Burns on your bike, son. Yes, Alex. I love the still of Rory Burns, like, with his foot way outside off and the ball on leg stump. It looks like he's about to start a break dance. You know how they do that <laughs> kick-legging thing to start with before they start twirling around on their heads? <laughs> uh, I went back because I knew what happened first ball and watched it from, you know, from the start and all the build-up and... I skip through the anthems, whatever. Um, but, you know, from the moment when the players start walking onto the ground and all the build-up, it was great to see. And he's got his stupid bloody bandana on and then he came on and put his helmet over his bandana and he looked like but bloody part of the, And his goatee David Brent slash part of the Caribbean look that he's got going for himself. Look into my eyes, into my eyes, sort of around my eyes. <laughs> that, that sort of goatee. That sort of, yeah. <laughs> Serial hypnotist goatee. <laughs> and... Um, and then first ball, oh, just so good. And, of course, what better um, praise could you have than the great Shane Warne saying it was just a half volley on leg stump. <laughs> he just can't. He refuses to be fucking wrong that guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. It was like I was out doing gardening work because I'm a real man in the first session. <laughs> but in the second session, I... Um, uh, I was listening to it on the radio, so I had like decent commentators at Chapelli um, on ABC Radio, and then when <laughs> when it started, watched the Fox stuff. And Shane Warne fucking went in the middle yeah. session when um, yeah, I watched uh, the middle Butler set. and that were, uh, Butler yeah. and Co were sort of getting along, and Butler was playing some Holy shots. Pope. He was just bagging the fuck out of Mitchell Stark. Oh, <laughs> this is what happened against India. He couldn't take a wicket apart from the first ball. He's average against top order bats. He always loves his average against top order bats. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, good bowlers don't take tail in wickets ever. Yeah. Um, anyway, going on about on and on and on. Oh, it's just, you know, too many bloody shit balls, blah, blah, blah. And then Stark nicks off Butler. It's fucking so good. And he's like, oh, he's bowled really well today. And I'm like, you Yes, he did. He did. I heard that. Dude. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? He is <laughs> so infuriating, Jamie. Oh, yeah, I like um, AB on the Foxtel because he doesn't say very much. <laughs> like he uses his words, you know, with effect because he doesn't just blab, 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 blab. 
when he says something, you listen. Hmm. So, um, in the end, the English are going to be rolled for 147 just before T. Um, the aforementioned Joss Butler would top score with 39. He um, he was a man of his word because he said he was going to come out and bat like he bats, and he did, no matter the score. And he actually um, started to look like he was giving the Australians a bit of frustration, but they just stuck at it and they nicked him off eventually anyway. Uh, young Ollie Pope got 35 as well. Um, unfortunately, got compared to Ian Bell in terms of technique and the way he looks, which is really disappointing for Ollie. So, commiserations, buddy. Like, that's a fucking hard one to deal with. But um, but obviously, the man of the moment was obviously Big Mitch Stark took two for, but the man we all want to talk about, the man we all love, is Paddy Cummins, who took five for 38 on his debut as captain. So, I think he's the first or second player to ever take five for on debut as captain. So, well done to Paddy Cummins. Yes, Alex. Uh, on Twitter, there was about 10 variations of being a captain and taking a five for. Uh, Oh, there was yeah. like in the top three of all time yeah. to take a five for best bowling figures for a captain for Australia since <laughs> 1923. And then there was a best bowling figures for a captain on debut. And I was like, oh my God. And I was just like, how many look different variations of people trying to find like a stat? Yeah. Uh, well, I think what he is, he's been the best captain on debut for Australia to take five for this millennium. Interesting, England went for an 11 that contains two blokes called Ollie. Yeah. That'd be like having a, a test 11 for Australia with two blokes called Ricky. Be unusual. I also wondered if um, Ollie is their name, what's their real name? Is it Oliver? Is it, um, what is it? Or is it Ollie? Is Ollie their name? Maybe. I don't know. Well, Olivier, maybe. Olivier. Oh, oh I like yeah, that. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Maybe Alejandro, um, maybe yeah. <laughs> Alejandro <laughs> Robinson is Oliver. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, good research there, David. I'm mm. sure that um, Pope is also Oliver. Oh, I thought they might have Nick hey, original, you fucking yeah, borrowed from the Spanish and gone for Alejandro. Yeah, I like do. Alejandro first. Yeah, Alejandro. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Josh Hazelwood also took a couple of weekends, took a couple of good catches out in the good catches. Oh, yeah, he yeah, was good. Yeah, so. yeah. Made up for dropping Kane Williamson. Apparently his dad's got the biggest hands in his hometown. Oh, fuck, Kerry O'Keefe went mental with that shit. (laughs) He seems to be the um, MS Doney of catching the ball, though. Like, he'd run around it and catch it at its lowest point just before the... Well, it did a hell of a lot better today than the last time he played for Australia, which was the World Cup final, when he had one coming to him pretty much, you know, shoulder height. Kane Williamson, when he was on about 20, (laughs) just dropped him over the rope for four. Love it. So, Sometimes yeah. you got to give a bloke a chance, mate. Well, you got to yeah, make the exactly. World Cup interesting. I reckon That's you've got it. a bit of money. No, it's that. rigged that way, I think. Yeah. So, ICC yeah. said, hang on. Mm-hmm. What are you yeah. doing? Got an earpiece in. Drop, it. Earpiece drop in. it. Drop it. Drop it. It's Williamson. Yeah. Drop it. Well, it's three for nothing. Drop, drop it. it. Drop it. <laughs> Let him get 80 odd. <laughs> <laughs> that win. That win the game. You're not fries with that, Russell. Just that accent. It's because it, that's who you get to do the fixing. It's the work experience kid off the oh, Simpsons. Okay. Everyone knows that. Oh, like Ken Bancroft. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, <laughs> who you get the, who's doing the cheating? The dumbest, newest bloke in the team, of course. Uh, work experience kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, How so, much we um, missed Tim Payne behind the pegs just quietly? Not at all. Alex Carey looks no. solid. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, sorry, he went with the same number he's got in his ODI kit, which is Carey four, but. 
it should be Kerry 18. What sort of former AFL under-18s captain doesn't have Kerry 18? I know, that's it. Yeah, just... Maybe he doesn't believe in glass and his missus, so he doesn't want to be associated with him. Voices. <laughs> Twice. Oh. Oh. Alleged. No, I don't have free. I don't think he's been. It is oh, he could have a good TV career afterwards. Oh, fucking an endless one. It will never <laughs> end. It'll be like Richie Benno in the football, that cunt. Jesus. He's got, anyway. more, he's got more lives than a Hindu cat. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's very solid behind the stumps. I thought Kerry didn't do anything spectacular. Took one yeah. sort of semi in front of Warner, which was good. The yeah. catching the slips was good. Very calm, oh, yeah. I thought, today. They took mm-hmm. the low down. I wondered if perhaps Ian Chapel would say they're standing back a little bit too far. <laughs> but anyway. 100% they probably said yeah. that. Yeah. Warner took one at his ankles. T. Smith was sort of knee height. Yeah, it's a good catch. Speaking of Ian Chapel, he talked about um, Josh Butler, and he was like, "I'm unsure why they're picking him. They should have picked folks. Folks can bat all right, uh, yeah. um, blah blah blah." I but agree with that. to bat well, but um, he was saying, you know, we had guys like Marsh back in the day that you know they could keep really well, and they could also bat, and more often than not, they made runs when it counted. And I was like. Uh, look, I don't know if you go back and look at like you know averages and stuff from keepers back in the day. It's not like forty fifty, you know. No, it's like a little bit of rose-coloured glasses there. Wasn't Chappelle? Rob Marsh the first Australian Test skipper to make a ton? I mean, Test, test keeper. Sorry. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, an average of twenty-six and a half from ninety-six games. More often than not, he made. Good runs. Hey, yeah, yeah. Wrong run. Made handy yeah. tens. That, you know when you win yeah. by 10 runs? That was Rob Marsh. Yeah, it was yeah. 26, though, and he averaged balls-faced count time. So, yeah. you know, that's, oh, that's, yeah. Well, yeah. We should call it the Marsh time. Yeah, <laughs> you can't count. measure that, though. That's the best thing about those sort of stories. That, oh, they made important runs yeah. in game situations. Yep. There's no statistic that measures that. Yeah. So you can just say that every day. Tim Payne. Oh, great keeper Australia. Like his average doesn't reflect how important the runs were and the situations he made them in. Yeah, absolutely true. Because stats like can't. The heavy ball scenario, Ross. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Very similar. Depressingly so. <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, and so tennis ball match, bounce. Test match got to tea. We had a bit of rain, then we had a bit of bad light, and Rod Tucker and Paul Rifle said, "Sorry, fellas, we'll see you tomorrow morning, half an hour early." So they'll be, they'll be yeah, kicking yeah. the second day and probably every other day for the rest of this test match <laughs> a little bit earlier to try and make up for the time they lost. So I noticed um, did we were the, just it was just coming up to tea. Sorry, David, to cut yeah. you off there. It's appropriate though because this is about overrates. Mm. Just an approaching tea, and Australia was bowling its forty fifth over, which would be three hours work, not four. <laughs> I mean, I know they've lost ten wickets, but still, um, did the pitch do that um, much? No. No, I reckon it did. I just thought England was shit. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't help when your two warm-up games are basically washed out. Yeah. You don't get it. It must have done a little bit, but because Cam Green finally got wicked. So. Uh, just bowled a short one. ball that lifted a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, Look, he put a bit of foot spa to it. Yeah, Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah it was um, a good cheap. you got to get the monkey off your back. 47 overs he bowled prior to <laughs> getting that wicket. So. Now his bowling average is like 100 and something. Yeah, uh, like that. warning. <laughs> Thankfully, for him, hopefully for him, it'll keep going down anyway. At least. Yeah. I did hear Kerry O'Keefe reference to him at one point when he was feuding how tall he was. 
So it's a long way down from up there. It's very tall. Jeez. Oh, and here's a new one. Jeezy moves well for his size. It's not uh, like old yes. fast bowlers back in the day. <laughs> I've never heard that, that comment before. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But did you know there was a dog track? There used to be a dog track at the Gabba? Really? Uh, you're yep. lying. That's I thought there used to be an avatar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> used to be one. That's a very good joke. <laughs> uh, all righty. So we'll move on from that because we can't really do too much more. It's only one day. So we'll, uh, we're going to talk about a bit of international cricket. This was probably the really big story that happened over the last few weeks since we've done our last podcast. And um, India were playing New Zealand in a test match in Mumbai. Um, so, right, so there was this test match there. India won. Rah, rah, that's not the fucking story, so we don't care about that. Uh, the story here, <laughs> the story here is the celebration of what cricket is truly about. Individual brilliance. So, right. So, Mumbai-born Indian, uh, Mumbai-born New Zealand spinner Ajax Patel would take all 10 Indian first innings wickets. Nuts. He would finish with figures of 10 for 119 of 47.5 overs. Oh, skin tenfer. So, um, old mate Ajax is just the third player to take all 10 wickets in an innings in Test cricket. The first was England's Jim Laker, who did so in 1956 against the Aussies when he took 10 for 53 at old Fuck. Fuck, that's good going. Uh, The second is a spinner um, from India. You might have heard of him. Anil... Sex Cumbly, that's right. Anal Sex Cumbly, <laughs> who took 10 for 74 against uh, Pakistan uh, in Delhi. <laughs> uh, anal Crumble. That's like. So Patel's, uh, Patel's 10 for is the best figures in Test cricket since 2002, when Murley took 9 for 51 against the Zimbos. Shit. Yes. Oh. Classic Murley yeah. there. So Patel would finish. Um, he would take another Ginfo. He would get four for 106 in the second innings to give himself, like it. To give himself match figures of 14 for 225. That's crazy numbers right That's there. That's crazy numbers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to bump those up. <laughs> Got to bump those numbers up to Crazier. Uh, so, yeah, um, Jason Crazier. Yeah, oh, I'm fucking old Ajax, eh? So the, I, the Indians I, were... Um, relatively good spirit, uh, relatively good um, sports about this. They actually gave him a shirt signed by all ten players that he got out and presented it. That's to me, presented it to him after the game. Of after the game, okay. Yeah, it's after- a little bit like Nathan Lyon's hundred test bullshit that they did. It's a little, I don't know. This is weird precedence. I don't like it. But yeah, so that was uh, so that was that. Um, he bowled pretty well. Look, I watched a few of the highlights and that. Like he's obviously got, very good. He's obviously got something about him. I did read something somewhere that he's um someone like this is why I love social media. Someone on social media is talking about how he's the greatest spinner of all time. So this is the first <laughs> thing I've ever heard him fucking do. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah. but um uh, Mick, I think we should also talk about how the match went after that. <laughs> Oh, New Zealand got robbed for like 60. (laughs) So India made 325, which included the 10 for. Yeah. And then New Zealand got their chance to bat and made 62. (laughs) And uh, didn't enforce the follow-on. India made 276 for seven. Why didn't they enforce the follow-on? They bowled 29 overs at them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then... Maybe they'd be tuckered out because it was back-to-back. This is the second of two tests in a row. Anyway, 
maybe not. And uh, New Zealand was set to the um, maybe Michael Clark coach <clears throat> of India. Yeah. yeah, daunting target of five hundred and forty to make for victory, and they they made one hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> in their second team. Oh, so Why close, wasn't Kate Williamson playing in this game? I just didn't want the challenge. I don't know. Sore shoulders from carrying all the other 10 mm. fucking blokes. Yeah, yeah probably. True. Wanted to play another spinner, so they dropped a batsman. So they dropped <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> go, you know, we don't really need a number four. So hanging on your, off your game, mate. <laughs> We've got this bloke. He bats all right in the nets. We reckon he can bat four. We'll put him up the order. He normally bats 11, but that'll yeah. be all right. When, when selection echo chambers go bad. Yeah. It's disappointing for New Zealand because they've done a good job in the first test of holding out for a draw, mm. the last wicket pair, and then it all came tumbling Seems down. to sort of happen in India a little bit. The yeah. travelling teams last for a couple of tests if they're doing a longer series and just get smashed at the arse end of the series. <laughs> it's oh, interesting yeah. it was only two tests. Uh, standard stuff. But like they didn't even play one day or anything. They're home no, now. No, they played, t- they played three T20Is. Oh, beforehand. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, right. Um, Straight after the T20 World Cup, just bang, the next weekend, let's do it. You know it. what we want? More T20s. Yeah. Kane, Kane Williamson has an elbow injury, a tendon oh. issue. Oh, coffee table. table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, surgery is unlikely, but rehab could take a sustained period. Mm. Mm. That's not even... Mm. It's a worrying trend. Yes. He, he missed one of the tests against England before the World Test Champo match with the same elbow concern. So it's an mm. ironing issue, I think. Too much ironing is why it's, it's a repetitive, repetitive, uh, repetitive usage. strain injury. That's You've got it. to give up ironing too much the bed time sheets. Quarantine, I think. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's quaro <laughs> would lead to those sort of injuries. I think Nick. Mm. disturbing. Okay. Yeah, I think for me personally, the highlight of that test match was when Coley got given out LB after he smashed it. But anyway, that's just me personally. <laughs> That was fucking great. Um, so we're going to move on from that. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the BBL, which kicked off a couple oh, of nights ago. Sorry, so, Nick. Just yes, just Roscoe. while we're on, we're overseas. So just quick yeah. on on the second test, Pakistan, Bangladesh. Yes. And yeah, so just a quick update here. We're going live with this one across the world. Uh, Pakistan <laughs> three hundred for four declared. They lost days two and three. All of day three washed out. Uh, four, five overs were bowled on day two. So they came back day four and Pakistan finished their innings, then got stuck into Bangladesh, who rolled them for 87, and then they did enforce the follow-on, Alex. Yes, good. And they lost their sixth wicket on the stroke of T, a run-out in the last over before. Run-out? Yes, a run-out. <laughs> yes, in the final over, the first ball of the final over before T on day five. They're six down. Okay. They're now... Six for 196. Shakib Al Hassan has finally found an ally in Mahidi Hassan Mraz, the number eight. And they are um, 17 runs behind Pakistan. And the minimum overs remaining is 16.2 overs. So I'll keep you updated with this. One hour to go. We probably won't be on air live across the world for the yeah. entire thing. I certainly hope not. Yeah. <laughs> But then, then Mick's going to do every scorecard of the BBL. So yep. yeah, every so, number so, on so all three sport. games. 
the worrying the worrying part's next podcast and it's like 47 games this one yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah so as i said bbl 11 as they like to call it kicked off at the scg with the defending champs the sydney sixers hosting the melbourne stars melbourne stars were sands stoyness who is uh recovering from injury picked up at the world cup so um stars won the toss and elected the field they chose Paul. So the Sixers would make four for 213. Josh Philippe would make 83. And Moises would get 76 not out. Philippe would hit one on the roof of the old SCG members. Yeah, massive. Yeah. So it was uh, the Sete, a Brody Couch with two for 36. Boom. Uh, so then. Ah, oh, yeah, good. Yeah. The Stars would get rolled for 61. Oh, so close. Peter Neville, who hasn't retired, but top, with top score of 18. Uh, but the oh, man, oh, God. The man doing the damage was the rum pig himself, Stephen O'Keefe, who took four <laughs> for 14. Took one in the first over. It was yeah. disgraceful. They chased yeah. the 200. And it's just like, you blokes are opening the batting with Pierre Neville to chase down 200. You've got <laughs> no chance. <laughs> oh, apparently, Seb Gotch is injured. That's why... Um, Okay. Neville's playing. Yeah, I didn't even realise. He must have been on, like, the injury reserve yeah. list or something. I didn't think he had a BBL contract. Yeah, but, there you but go. Uh, Abbott got three for 14 as well. Sixers win by fuckloads. And for those playing at home, fuckloads is 152 runs. <laughs> Official. I must say, Mick, that that was such a great ad for BBL. <laughs> <laughs> One team makes 200. Yeah. Next team makes 60. Game, game is over in 21.10. That, that's the perfect yeah. park cricket game where you go, you know what, we're not going to make 200, so let's go out as quick as possible so we can yes. have a beer and fuck yeah. off back to our home club. Yeah, get yeah. on the piss, yeah. They didn't even try to go for the bash, the boost point. Oh, no. So disappointing. Is that um, still around? Yes, it is. They're all three the X Factors. They mm-hmm. need two players before yeah. the start of each game that are the X Factor players. <laughs> I know they have power surge still. Power surge. Power surge is a, fucked that up. Yeah, power surge is a good one. I don't mind that. First four overs with a power play and then two at your choice yeah. later in the game. That's that's decent. Don't mind that one. It's the old um power play from back in ODIs. But anyway, yeah. don't tell Trent Woodhill that. Yeah. So uh, votes for the Cam Borges medal were uh, three votes to Josh Philippe, two votes to Sock, and one vote to Moises. So in a move that will surprise no one after the way I voted last year, the Dernback Andrew Johns medal, would for the vote for this round would go to the Melbourne Stars, the entire fucking organisation. <laughs> I reckon they'll be hard to displace, Mick. I think they've got yeah. one hand on the trophy already. <laughs> like, unless someone does something utterly pathetic, yeah. how could getting bowled out for 60 on opening night not win it? They set the bar very high yeah. or very they've, low, whichever they've way you definitely, think They've definitely made it hard to knock them off. Yep. So uh, the next day we headed to Canberra to Monica Oval, Monica Oval even, where the Sydney Thunder hosted the Brisbane Heat. Uh, the Thunder won the flip and elected to bowl. Uh, the Heat would get eight for 140. Well, fuck it, it was Ben Duckett who made 46. <laughs> Sam Heasler would get 42. Uh, for the Thunder, it was Daniel Sams would get three for 22. And Russ's man... Garinda Sandu would get oh, two for 17. Jeez. He was good. He was good. I forgot yeah. about the bat flip yeah. was a thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I love how on the you know CA are all into backflip and that, and then you open up the CA app to check the scores, and they say Brisbane Heat won the won toss. The toss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, come on, same team. Where's the marketing guys? Must be going nuts at the app developers. <laughs> two, two separate silos not talking to each other, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. No cross pollination. North Tower and South Tower not talking to each other. I think what they find is that they put in the. Um, the request to the um, app developers and they said, oh, it's not possible to change the code to yep. do that. It's not possible. No, yeah, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't change the <laughs> BBL to say bat flip instead of coin. No, on the prime. So, <laughs> yeah. so the Thunder would chase it three wickets down. They would get three for 141. It was a sweepologist, Alex Ross, getting 61 not out. And he was ably supported by Thunder keeper Sam Billings, who got 44 not as well. Interesting um, one, Mick, that uh, Alex Ross is still kicking on. He's only 29 years old. Yeah. He hasn't had a state contract for years, but he's still getting the job done at um, the BBL level. It's surprising. He's done look more and more like a barista than Kane Richardson is too. Yeah, it's surprising that I wouldn't say we were, um, you know, blessed with depth of batting in Australian cricket at the moment. And, you know, we saw that with the, the Cricket Australia contracts only gave three out-and-out batsman contracts, which was weird. And yet this guy... Um, he's decent at um, T20 form. Can't get a can can even looking at ODI cricket at one of the states. Weird. It is weird, but I suppose mm. that's just the problem. Is that uh. it's become the state cricket is becoming development squads as well. Like there's a lot of young blokes mm, getting games ahead of other blokes. And it's true. I wonder where he's based and plays grade cricket. Well, he's from he's from Adelaide, from memory. Yeah, he is. Yeah, originally. Uh, interesting, Mick, that uh, in that game in Canberra, DJ Sue was in the house. Oh, yes. The, uh, Last night, all your best favourite tracks. DJ was once at a wedding and the fucking DJ wouldn't play a songs and she went, oh, I can do this. Yeah, you're the you're a fucking, you're a lovely person, Sue. Everyone loves yeah. someone who looks at someone else's job and goes, oh, I can do that. That's what they said about um, running the bar too. <laughs> um, interesting, I saw a bit of DJ Sue in action out the front of the Dixon Library in Canberra. I thought that was an interesting to have DJ Mixon uh, spinning the cogs out the front of the library. Mixon out front of the Dixon. (laughs) Inside the library, we'd be, you know, obviously silent. But outside, it's like a dance party. So what what music was she playing, Ross? The carnival is over. No, no, she's playing current stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know, like um, Rage Against the Machine, like <laughs> Ice House, you know, yeah. current music, you know, <laughs> you know, Tucker's daughter, current music, <laughs> and Halo Jump, play, you know, like yeah, current music. The yeah. one they play at the Renegades games, yeah, do 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 do. Oh yes, Red Foo. Yes. Yeah, that's that stuff. Yeah. All that current shit. music, yes. Current and Shakira, that yeah. they play at every World Cup. Current music. Current music. Music. That current music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she was playing some of the tracks that go with the guitar at the 2019 <laughs> World Cup. Couldn't oh, oh so just like half of a riff from Smoke on Water. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> current music. <laughs> so the Thunder would win by seven wickets, but as we know, it was really only five wickets because they didn't take all ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cam just medal, three votes to Alex Ross, two to Dan Sams, and one to Sam Billings. Uh, Dernback John's medal went to Alex Hales, who made a duck. Stop telling me how fucking good you are, Alex, and do some fucking work. <laughs> Top run score last year. Just fucking Yeah, but it doesn't matter now, Ross. Didn't help the, stand, didn't help the Thunder fucking last night, did it? That yeah, didn't help like... fucking Joe Root today, did it, Ross? Yeah, that's no. exactly right. 
That's that didn't help that bloke picking up his teeth outside the fucking next bargo or whatever the fucking place is called. <laughs> embargo. <laughs> embargo. Thank you very much. It, uh, it doesn't matter, Mick, because you restart every season on zero, as yes. they say. Yeah. Go back after half time, pretend it's zero zero. Yeah. No. Start again. <laughs> Start again. I think is what you scream out of the top of your lungs. All righty. So the third and final Thank game has been played in this podcast session uh, was everyone's favourite team, the team of the people, the Melbourne Renegades, would have <laughs> the Adelaide Strikers at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Uh, so the Renegades would win the flip. And in an unusual thing in T20 cricket, the Renegades elected to have a bat. And mm. the reason they elected to have a bat, in the words of their skipper, Kane Richardson, was because I don't know what the pitch will do, so we might as well bat. So, yeah, thanks, Kane. Fucking that, does, that seems like it's counterproductive. Yeah, you exactly, see how the pitch is. Exactly right. Okay. Maybe fun. they had uh, Maybe they had some key knowledge from... Spidey, who was yeah. at the stadium that night as Spider-Man. well. Spider-Man. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> I did miss that bit. Good synergy, oh, Ellie. Oh, yeah, true. Brand synergy. Yeah. Um, he come coming down on one of his webs from the ceiling and presented the ball to the team or something like that, didn't he? Some weird I think shit there was like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the Renegades batted first. They would get nine for 153. It was uh, the Knopf. The nephew of the freak, Mackenzie Harvey, getting 56 for the Renegades. Um, <laughs> Pierre Sitter will get three for 42. And DJ Dan Worrell will get two for 26. Uh, the Strikers will come up just short, getting eight for 149. Harry Nielsen would get 30 because his dad told everyone to bowl him. Ones that he could hit. But... Uh, <laughs> The best, the best of the Renegades uh, bowling was Zahir Khan, who took three for 24 and looks like a handful. Uh, and big, the Chief, Big Will Sullivan, took two for tw- uh, two for 13. Renegades would win by four runs. So, um, Cam, Borg- was... Cam Borgus oh. is Zahir Khan, Mackenzie Harvey with two, Will Sutherland with one. Shout out to uh, my man, Fraser McGurk, who took an absolute fucking screamer oh. on the boundary. Um, so well done to him. We'll quickly touch on the Dernbach John's medal, and then Ross has got some stats he'd like to share about taking the BBL. Fuck. A bit of sizzle before we get to that. But yeah, so the Dernbach John's for this game was Reese Topley, who was the Renegades oh, star English shit. signing, who went at oh. 10.75 and over. And nearly fucked it all up in the power surge because in the power surge, it goes back to the power play and you only have two blokes out. Reese mm-hmm. put both of his blokes, or Kane Richardson, whoever the fuck was in charge, put both <laughs> his blokes out on the leg side. Where did Reese bowl? Short outside, fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. Uh, Anyone who tries to tell me fast bowlers smart can jump off a fucking bridge. Fast bowlers are fucking dumb. But yeah. Like that, what yeah. gets me, Mick, yeah. sorry to cut you off there, no, what gets right. me is every year it seems that um, the Renegades in particular love to pick up bowlers from other countries. Any ones that pick up like Afghanistan spinners like Zahir Khan, he's good. They had Shinwari, the Pakistan pace bowler. Yeah. They had um, Harris Ralph was at the Stars. It seems like the bowlers are fine. But if you pick up an English bowler, particularly English pace bowler, they're just shit. They are garbage. We had Harry Gurney and some other bloke who played one game and then went home last season. Or the one we won the flag, bottom. didn't he? Yeah, Gurney, Gurney did. Yeah. Then he came the next year where we won zero games. Yeah. 
and he played like three games in some, some other tall bloke who looked like he played one game and they were terrible. And this Topley, like, oh, just terrible. Don't buy English bowlers would be what I'd say. No good. I haven't even got enough good ones for a test side. What makes it this good spare ones fucking left over for this stuff? Exactly. Go and buy someone like Harris Ralph, unknown from Pakistan. Get some Nepalese kid. You just fucking can bowl yeah, with both exactly. hands or something. Do something yeah. real funky if you're going to do it. Yeah. So, and yeah, so, it, Roscoe, you've got some stats you'd like to share with us about um, dismissals in the BBL. Yeah, most of the players get caught. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. <laughs> That's and pretty in-depth. That must have taken a long time to <laughs> you know, a get long that. time to put that together. <laughs> what I did notice was it seems that uh, so far in this um, BBL, do you know how many runouts there have been? One. Zero. 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 Fuck. Yeah. Zero runouts. Luckily, I'm sitting of recording. Yeah, at the time of recording. I think <laughs> because you often they don't often go for the quick runs because they're trying to hit boundaries. Mm. You know, you know, in ODIs they're trying everywhere. to place the ball for milk the milking yeah. overs, and they're trying yeah. to place the ball for a, a quick two, and they might get a run out. They just they don't they don't really place it to look for a quick two in T20s. They're more trying to hit it over the fence. So That's, interesting. It's actually a good point because last, mm. like in the Renegades game, Mackenzie Harvey and Sam Harper opened together and they ran, or would conservatively would say they ran four to five threes, which you <laughs> never fucking see yeah. in T20 mm. cricket. So they did like they hit it out into the deep pockets of the of Eddie had and they were running threes. They're quick between the wickets too, like fucking yeah. But yeah, and even the commentators were going like, I can't remember the last time I've seen a three in BBL cricket. Mm. Like, so. Because all the grounds are fucking ridiculously small. Yeah. yeah. Well, and does. also the big bats. You know? Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, you the... can't even hit a three if you want. The bats are just too big. They don't let you hit threes. You miss hit it for sticks. Yeah. Carbon yeah. fiber stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's more power. Squash balls in the gloves. Yeah, glove rubber. The glove rubber now. Broken, just... broken bat spring, as they used to say back <laughs> in the day. A creaky bat handle. Now, perhaps a slightly more interesting stat. I looked at number of catches by Ooh, outfielders, a number of catches by keepers, Ooh. and if you the they're the same from the last BBL. If you, merge, if you merge the two lists, the top ten has got five keepers and five non-keepers in it. Hmm. Okay, wow. I just thought that was interesting. And a, the, a good outfielder, no. say Jordan Silk, he took the most catches. It was 16 games, 16 catches. What and surprised it, you, Ross, that the keepers had taken so many or the outfield so, had taken so few? Uh, the keepers had taken so few. Ah, okay. Yeah, that, that there was equal. I thought mm. the keepers would be well ahead. Yeah, I suppose but, the no. nature of T20 cricket is one to get caught on the fence more than Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. And it's interesting, the most catches any outfielder had taken in one game was two, and that was the very common that they'd take two and they average mm-hmm. one catch a game in the outfielder. Yeah, good one. Well, one of the years we played park cricket now square leg took the most catches for the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you know you bowl it well, Mick. Shout Not out deep to, square shout leg. Out just square yeah. leg. <laughs> Fucking little, weird. It flicks off the hip. Real weird. Um, and big news for the um, big bash though, Mick, and good news for the Melbourne Stars because they've been Oh, it's not that yes. they've got a they've got a bad squad or they don't have good players. It's just it's injury, Nick. It's all about injury. It's all injury. So yeah, it's a good news is big Andre Russell, the love muscle, is jetting in and can play on Friday. Yes. 
technically he can he's eligible to play on Friday, but they still don't think he will, but he can. And, right. But I think he will, because judging by the look of him, he does not need any preparation time. He in good nick, is he? Oh, he's in the nick, he's always in. Yeah. <laughs> Big fella nick. So for him it's good nick. But yeah, as good a nick as Matty Hayden is currently. <laughs> now, interesting one. Today's been a mega day, the yep. first of many. Uh, so that meant there was a test match, and then we've gone in back to back BBL games. Back to back, going where no man has gone before on a Wednesday. Uh, so there's a game starting out of Perth in two minutes' time, even though the Didn't game wrap in. This stuff up, lads. Uh, the game in Hobart, they're only, they're only 15 overs out of the 20. Done. I think I they're just, running behind in Hobart because when I flicked on the cover, uh, it said the innings break and Sydney was still batting. So, uh, okay. What I don't get is maybe there's been rain, maybe there hasn't. Yeah. Like, the, the games don't take three hours to play. Look, I don't understand. I know you probably don't want the game out of Perth starting at 10 p.m., but you've got to leave at three and a half hours to give them a chance to finish one in case there's a super over or yeah. just a mild delay for whatever reason. I don't understand oh, the schedule. But they schedule them just three hours, bang, bang, one after another. Like, mm-hmm. do you want people not to watch the end of one or the start of another? I don't get it. Another thing is, don't get, and I said it last time, but I'll say it again. Why did the BBL start on a Sunday night? Uh, isn't it meant to be for kids and little kids and stuff to watch? So why wouldn't it start on, like, Friday night and have a game Saturday night and Saturday, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night? Don't get it. Instead, we've got two games on a Wednesday night with the second one finishing at uh, 12.45 tomorrow. Like COVID, I reckon. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I understand TV networks do what doesn't. they do. Yeah, Omicron. Omicron. Mm. Righty, there's my rant. Go oh, on, Nick. Thank you, Roscoe. So from for us. there, we're going to go and we're going to speak a little bit about some local cricket that's happened uh-huh. around the traps. So um, we're going to kick off uh, this episode of local cricket with what will probably be the greatest individual game of this entire summer for local cricket. Sure, me. So, <laughs> so Harry Manetti, the brother of Sydney Sixers player Ben Manetti. 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 Yeah. Manetti. It's a hint. God, goddamn Manetti. <laughs> so Harry Manetti would t- would make a ton. He'd make 107. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. fair enough. He would yep. then take all 10 wickets besides <laughs> bowling innings as well to finish with two for 51 in a Tasmanian. First 11 Premier Cricket match. So, oh, it's legit. Not like one of those Indian ones where a kid makes 250 ooh, or four balls. Yeah. Premier Cricket. So, Playing on a basketball court. Yeah. yeah. So, Manetti became the first Australian Premier first 11 player to achieve this since Grant Lambert did so for New South Wales in New, in New South Wales Premier Cricket in the 02-03 season. So, uh, <laughs> well done to Grant. If we had a podcast, then we probably would have talked about it, but I'd fucking... Never have heard of Grant, but good work to you, buddy. No, yeah. I didn't know. I'm surprised it's happened before. I was going to yeah. say, that's not that long ago, really, No, is it? not really. I thought you were going to say, like, 02 or 03. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be, like, fucking 1975 when I read yeah. the article. It's like yeah, 2002, yeah. 2003. Fuck. But, Fuck. Um, next up um, is Tegan Rule from the Ringwood Cricket Club in Victoria. She made 76 not out from 91 balls. And would also take seven for ten off seven and a, seven point five overs. Good so that's, that is good going for um, Tegan. So, so well done to her. Uh, next stop is the Borkham Hills Cricket Club in New South Wales, where number seven bat Andrew Ramesh made two hundred and eleven 
at Jesus. seven. Yeah, at seven, he made oh. two hundred and eleven. So he hit 15 fours and 26 Oh, Was it played at Borkham Hills? Um, right, I'm not sure, but, but I, I think it was yeah, played on yeah, a coffee yeah. table. Was that fucking yeah. <laughs> Big <But, yeah>. table. <laughs> Bit of test match. Yeah. But um, So, yeah, so we're going to head back down to Tassie where we had the Glenorchy uh, Cricket Club batsman. Navradeep Virk, who made 205 knockout from 133 balls. He would hit 15 fours and 14 sixes in his 205. Um, also in Tassie, one of the, one of our favorites here from the podcast is conceived in a sex tape, Ben McDermott. There he is. He would make 176 not out for the Lindisfarne Cricket Club down hey! in the Oh, so they have a very, very elaborate special handshake, yeah. as we know. And finally, uh, we're going to stop by Queensland Premier Cricket. Where we're going to check in on Jack Berth from the Valley District Cricket Club. So, <laughs> I'd, I'd take a wide berth to yeah. Jack if I was So, um, Jack made 50 <laughs> runs before the fourth over of the match he played in. Oh, nut style. Well, now, unlike myself, Jack didn't open the batting. Right. So Jack came in of the second ball of the second over. Oh, wow. And then he 50 from 10 balls. <laughs> he Fucking hell. Four fours, two sixes, a two, and then four more sixes. That's four fours, six sixes, and a two. He would end up making 89 off 23 balls. For those playing at home, that is a strike rate of 386.96. Jesus Christ. So that is not bad going from Mr. Jack Burt from the Valley District Cricket Club. So well done to him. And before we move on from local cricket, I've got one final story, which is a story I actually read today um, that – Brett, Brett Lee um, put it out there in the atmosphere. It must have been one of his commentary stints or on a podcast or something. But they were talking, he was talking about a time, they asked him what his best sledge he ever heard was. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about a time he played, was playing park cricket, which I assume for him was premier cricket um, in Sydney. And they were, having, yeah. they were having one of those days where um, it was a bit raining, so they kind of on and off and on and off and on and off. And when they were sitting in the change rooms, they were, trying, they were talking about how so many cricketers have bad heads, how ugly so, so many cricketers are. So they started putting together an ugly bloke 11. That was Dean. <laughs> oh, fuck. So they started putting together an ugly bloke 11. Well, they come out to um, they come out to bat, and the guy in first slip turns to um, turns to the guy batting and goes, oh, you know, in the break, mate, we've been putting together an ugly bloke 11. And after a bit of a bit of talk back in the changes, we've decided, thanks to your lead, you're going to be the skipper. And the bloke mm-hmm. goes, that's all right, mate. I've seen your girlfriend. She's batting three. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> Pretty quick stuff. Uh, oh, I like that. Obviously, that was quite funny. So that's a good one. Uh, I like it that, that we're not the cool. only people that think that cricket is uh, the yeah. most ugly people in society. <laughs> I've got a worldwide update for you, Mick, because we yes, go live across Roscoe. the world. Oh, versus Bangladesh. It's Ooh, all happening geez. while you've been going yeah. through local cricket. They've rolled them. They've rolled 76th over, they lost a wicket. The number oh. eight went out. 77th over, disaster. Shakib Al Hassan was out for oh, 63. No, no, no. 79th over, they've lost their ninth wicket. They're nine for 204. They trail by nine runs, and there's 10.4 overs remaining. Oh, so if this last pair can stay in, 
for 10 .4, 7.4 overs because it's two or three changeover. for changeover. Yeah. How many for changeover? Three, I think, isn't it? Three, yeah. Okay, so they've got to stay in for 7.4 more overs, hopefully make um, runs. nine runs in that seven so they can at least get a tie. Or will they take an extra half hour chance of a result? Oh, oh well, they, I don't know if they've got no. It's a minimum overs remaining. I don't know. Local time in Bangladesh is um, 4, 4.40 p.m., so I assume that uh, that will be wrap up at uh, 10 p.m. our time, which is 5 p.m. their time. So it's day five, bull. They can't. There's no more time. So even though they lost two days to. Not sure if they have enough time. Oh no! I'm sure, may not have enough time. Yeah. They'll go to Home Depot. Okay. They're out yeah. of touch and they're out of time. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's it. So best of luck to both teams. I hope uh, Pakistan win. Best of luck to both teams. <laughs> best of British, winner there, I think. Best of oh, British luck yeah. to the chaps over there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish both of them all the best. Uh, all righty. Um, before we move on, actually, something I was meant to mention in the uh, Renegades game, which I a new rule that I learned about, which I didn't mention. So Ryan Gibson tore a hamstring, um, the Adelaide Strikers batsman, and had to retire hurt. So now, as we know, you're not allowed to have runners anymore. So if he wanted to come back out and bat to try and help Adelaide win, he would have to do so without a runner. Uh -huh. But there is a quirk. I don't know if this is a quirk in all cricket or just the BBL. But if you get, if he was still in when they had when they lost nine wickets, so he was the final wicket. He's allowed to have a runner when he's got oh. the final wicket. Last man's Tucker. Yeah, a bit, bit oh. of last man's Tucker style. Oh. So, so, yeah, so if you had gone out before that, it was stiff shit. You, you got to do it yourself. But if you had gone out as, you know, part of the final wicket, he would have been allowed to have a runner. So that is the first time I've ever heard of that. So, um, well, you quirk, yeah, so that's just a little uh, little quirky one that either the BBL's running with or cricket has kept quiet and we've never heard about because it's never come <laughs> up. But, yeah, so... Now, Mick, is there any truth to the rumour that uh, after the success of tonight's episode, we're actually every night after a day's play of the Ashes at 8.45, we're going to sit down and do a 45-minute do a F? Is that true? I know I know. David's really keen on that to happen. Yeah, I know yeah, the rest yeah. of us have the time to be able to do it. Uh, so, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, sorry, Bull. Sorry, yeah, mate, sorry Dave, mate. We're just not going to be able to do that. You so. might have to do a solo, a monologue for 45 minutes. Just run through days playing. <laughs> And Mick, all I'll say with your um, votes for the um, BBL is yep. you're on your own there and you'll have to run your own spreadsheet. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. I was surprised we didn't all have to be completely <laughs> silent for five minutes while you tapped away at your keyboard. <laughs> I was like, where's the, where's the spreadsheet? I was That's worried. Right. It was, I, I was concerned. Considering I just most of the time, I, I, I have watched those three games, but considering I'm a big read the scorecard and pick three blows, I reckon I can put together something by the end of the year for a yeah. fucking medal anyway. So. You know, here's a good one with BBL fixturing. Renegades played the Strikers in Melbourne yesterday. Yeah. When do you reckon they'll play the reverse fixture? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's got that OCD complex where they like everyone to play each other once, yeah. play each other a second time, is going to hate this year's BBL. Victorians don't do that. that. We going. showed that this year, mate. We just play whoever we want, whenever we want. Yeah, however we many times we, we want. New South Wales three times. That's what we fucking yeah. do. We will fucking do it. Fucking, who's going to stop us? Fucking CA? No one's going to stop us. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, what are they uh, going to do? Oh. Kick us off the shield? They're not going to fucking do that. There's only fucking six you states. Can't have a comp seven states. You can't have a fucking comp without us. Yeah. But um, 
So, yeah, that's us uh, just about done. Do we have any listener feedback or any final thoughts or anything? Oh, like just that? a final thought from me. Matty Hayden and his hat. What is going on there? <laughs> My it's massive. It's even bigger than his previous incarnation. Oh, now. It looks like Pharrell Williams. It's like every time his guts get bigger, his hat gets broader. So and it's his name written on the side. That's what I was about to yeah. say. That was Haydos. Oh, Does it have Hayden? Bloody. Does it have Matthew? No. Well, Matthew Hayden has Haydos. Haydos. Yeah. Jesus. What a fuckwin. Oh, the, <laughs> one of the worst. One of the worst. The more you see him do stuff like this, you understand how him and Langer are best mates. Because they're pair of bellends. Two bellends in a pot. Chalk and cheese. Cheese and cheese. Chalk and chalk. Comparing apples with also apples. Oh, they're like Chalk and Mark and Center on a syntho pitch. They just go together. Pakistan <laughs> <laughs> have just taken the new ball, Ross. Oh, here oh, we go. Man. Live across the world. I might get it up on, what was it? Uh, Rajabet.com had the um, yeah. T20 eyes I couldn't get. We might have going. to go live on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Mick, it. can you get oh. really, really pissed, please, really quickly? <laughs> I was going to say, this is, tons while we're <laughs> this takes me back four years to when you two, two of you had the day off, or all three of you had the day off, and went to the pub in Northcote to watch That's the first right. day of the Ashes. That's right, we did too. Caught oh, up with our major sponsor as well, That's just right. you know, doing oh, the brand yeah. synergies. And did you have a day off today, Alex, just to... Get back in the ashes spirit of this. No, I did, mate. I did also do a manly shit in your backyard because, oh, yeah, I'm pretty manly. Turf waits for like no man. Yeah, exactly. So Come on, water Wednesday. it within 30 Wednesday. minutes. Yeah, 31 it. minutes, dead. 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 Money going to drink. Right. May as well just fucking let's, burn uh, it. If you don't water it this, yes, let's wind this up. So, this has been a Frederick Harold Sock Company production. Uh, get yourself some socks. It's getting into Christmas. I'm sure if you haven't ordered them by now, you're probably going to be up the creek, but. Fuck it. Just get them in January. Does it really matter? No, you use socks. Get them by the 15th. Just get them. Uh, (laughs) Put them on for the Sydney test. That's it. (laughs) Wear them to the second test in Melbourne because Perth don't get one. But all righty. So (laughs) up yours, Kim Jong McGowan. All righty. So that'll do us. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Fucking hell. (laughs) Hados is fucking happy.